This just in, your website analytics are breaking the law. Now, we've broken out of our usual recording routine, recording schedule, because this news is huge. Yes. And it would be irresponsible for us to not cover this immediately, right? It's fair to say. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, the long story short, Google Analytics has been ruled as illegal by the Austrian DPA, that is a EU member state data protection authority. And there was a whole complaint process, and they ruled against Google Analytics for a series of reasons, but the main reason we're going to talk about today is the Schrems 2 ruling, which we've mentioned before. Yeah, we've we've blogged about it. Um, we've talked about it. We've adjusted our own product for it last year. <laughs> yeah, but so let's just uh, let's just I guess first I'll I'll play the I'll play the part in this episode as the person interested in learning more about this. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the easiest way to go. Yeah. So. What's the problem here? Why did the Austrian DPA say that Google Analytics is in violation of GDPR? Yeah, so there are a bunch of things and the kind of the the core of this ruling is that they're transferring the company using Google is an EU company, they're serving the EU market and they are transferring EU personal data, which includes the IP address and user agent to Google, which is a US provider. And now why that's significant is because uh, Pfizer 502 and one of the executive orders, I forget the specific one we've put it in our article. 12.333. All right, okay. <laughs> that allows the US government to legally spy on EU data subjects, which violates the GDPR, obviously, as you can imagine. And the US, the US does not have adequacy ruling under the GDPR. And now until the Schrems 2 ruling, we would use... You know, like as Fathom, as a GDPR compliant analytics platform, we'd use Amazon Web Services. Um, we can't anymore. And we've known this since 2020. But this DPA ruling is is a case, it's basically them saying, we're actually going to enforce this. It's no longer just a ruling from a European court. We're now starting to enforce this. Mm-hmm. And this applies to more than just Google Analytics, right? Yeah, so... The whole thing here is that if your company or even the the, uh, the infrastructure that you use, if it is, is within the reach of the US government that they can legally basically spy on people, then you are affected by this. And it has huge ramifications, which quite depressing to even get into. Um, we'll just talk about analytics <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for today. For sure. So basically, your analytics are illegal, and correct me if I'm wrong, if two things happen. So your analytics are illegal if your analytics provider is a U.S. company. So yes. for example, Google owns Google Analytics. And two, and I think this is where people really need to understand this, is if your website analytics provider uses servers in the U.S. owned by a U.S. cloud provider. So even if they say, we're a EU company, or even if they say we have EU servers, if those servers are owned by a US company, yeah. then the US can still spy on them. Therefore, they are not 
legal. Yeah, so I've been speaking with people and they say, oh, that's okay, my servers are in Europe and it's owned by you know Amazon Island or something like that. And I say to them, well, who owns Amazon Island? Who has yeah. control over them? And, and then they go, oh, shit. Because it's not enough. Because if the US government has a way of compelling an entity to to do to do whatever basically mm. then it you can't protect the personal data of eu data subjects so yeah the whole we're based in europe or the whole we're using german servers on amazon web services it's not enough and, yeah. and we know it's not enough now and we're going to see more enforcement with this so it's a very scary time well, I mean, luckily, and I guess we're announcing it on this, or we're announcing it in a bunch of places, but we'll talk about it on the show. If you don't know how to check this, because basically we showed a bunch of people how to check to see if their analytics were illegal or not. It involved looking at the server at the endpoint of their analytics server's IP address and running that <laughs> IP address through an IP info thing. <laughs> and a lot of people got confused. So we were like, okay, we got to back up here because mm. this... This is this is too confusing for non-technical folks. So we created a simple tool. Um, talk about this tool that we created for folks to use. Yeah, so the way you can find the tool, the quickest way is to go on Twitter and look at Use Fathom because we've got it listed there. But it's called Illegal Analytics Scanner and you can access it. It'll be in the podcast notes, I, I bet. Um, what this does is you enter in your website. It looks to see what analytics you have on your website. And if... If this analy- if it's analytics, it basically then looks at the IP address it's using, then it runs the IP address through an IP scanner to see who owns that server and everything else. Um, it's it's pretty... Because like, basically all we've done is we've taken the process of opening up Inspect Element and looking at all of that, and we've basically automated it because mm-hmm. we don't want to try and teach people how to become developers because it just wasn't working. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. That's why we did this. And so the purpose here is you can scan your own website, see if you're at risk. And, you know, that's just it. Some companies will see that and they'll say, you know what, I'm willing to take the risk of a potential complaint or enforcement. And, th- and they'll do that. But uh, a lot of companies, especially EU companies, are not willing to take that risk. Yeah, I mean, the GDPR PR penalties, what is it? It's a percentage of your income or up to 20 million euros. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it's not even just that. It's more, it's just the headache you know, getting a complaint is not something people want to deal with because it's, you know, you're, this is an authority that's effectively questioning what you're doing. And yeah, I don't think that would be, that would be too much fun. <laughs> no, I mean, especially for small businesses, it, it would just put a wrench in doing anything to have to deal with that sort of thing. Okay, so that scares me as a person who has a business on the internet. Let's talk about, so, let's talk about mm. solutions. This exists now, what are the things, what are the options that people have? Yeah, and obviously we're going to talk specifically about analytics, but in general, if you're just worried about the Schrems 2 ruling as a whole, uh, our privacy officer, Re, her, her advice is pretty much do what you can to get your basic GDPR data protection, privacy compliance in order, right? Mm-hmm. Do the best that you possibly can. Um, and that just, that shows you're committed and that's just a, a good thing to do. But it seems right now that I think uh, Noib and Max Schrems seem to be going after people that are using analytics. So the enforcement is happening over people using Google Analytics illegally. So, like, I mean, it's funny. It, it, just for people listening, you, you're listening to us talking about this. This is a perfect setup for us. <laughs> and we'll acknowledge that. Right? We've been, we worked on this and we spent so much money and so much time getting a solution to the Schrems 2 ruling. So 
this happening has benefited our business in tremendous ways, as you might imagine. So let's address the that elephant in the room. Yes. Um, and it's, and it just leads to delete Google Analytics off of your site, delete any US analytics you're using and swap it out for Fathom because then we keep your EU visitor data in the EU. And also we don't slow down your US visitors. So a lot of companies come out and they say, oh, we're European analytics, you should use us. And then everything's just in the EU. Mm-hmm. And they're basically saying, oh, we don't care about the US visitors. You know, We don't care about things being slower for them. We care about everyone. And because like, we have a ton of US customers and we're a we're a North American company. Well, let's talk about that for a sec. Because a lot of a lot of privacy focused in air quotes analytics companies now are saying, like, oh, we're we're an EU based company. Um we're a Canadian company. How does that play out? Yeah. So the, as a Canadian company, we actually have something called adequacy ruling under the GDPR. About fifteen countries have that, and it's basically and, and Ree's going to shoot me because I'm, I'm referring to various things, but <laughs> I believe it's the European Commission saying that this company has adequate um, laws to protect EU data subject yeah. privacy. Whereas America does not, and that's uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah. So that's why we as a Canadian company are able to then have, US, uh, have EU-owned servers that process this, and we're not subject to US spying laws. And our EU isolation is pretty remarkable. And I think a lot of people, and we'll talk about this, and we'll talk about other companies rushing around, but our EU isolation system is completely isolated in the EU. The hash key, the even the deployment is isolated in the EU. We don't even use GitHub. There's no way for US surveillance to get involved in it unless they were to effectively hack Hetzner. Which, which there's no legal way for them no to leg- get involved. Yeah, exactly, yes. which is the whole point. Yes. Um, so it's not tinfoil hats. I mean, that's just it. It's the US government can legally surveil foreign individuals, which is why this whole thing exists. Um, I'm going to get onto this myself because I think it's really funny. We 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 take the Mickey out of uh, our competitors a lot, and I always have fun doing that because they were just doing stupid things. Um, a lot of quote unquote GDPR compliant analytics companies have. Straight, straight up lied to their customers and mm-hmm. i didn't use the word lied in my article because it felt too much right just it is quite intense salty it felt salty yeah <laughs> but like i've seen it on their websites and they've said oh you don't need to worry about trims too because of the- yes you do mm-hmm. you folk like I-, I get it it's hard to comply but don't lie to your customers that's basically my view i'm not judging anyone this is ridiculous like this this Schrems well, 2 ruling affects everyone and everyone's struggling with it. I'm not judging people and going, aha, you should need to do, you know, I'm not being like that. But don't lie to your customers. That's basically my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I think there's two things there. I think the first is that I think a lot of companies, because they're smaller businesses, haven't invested in the legal resources that we have involving, like, we actually have a privacy officer, we involve lawyers. And I think the the second thing is that we're not saying this just to be mean or salty, if you get a fine or if you get um, a complaint against you for your analytics, you're the one at hook. You're the one on the hook, not the analytics company. Unless they got a complaint against them directly, then yeah, they would be on the hook. But it's it's up to you to make sure your website and all the services you use are legal because you are the one on the hook if they're not. Yeah, and I think the complaint was actually going after google as well i I, i'm pretty sure i read it the other day i've already forgotten it i've been so busy but yeah but the point is the company who was using google analytics 
is on the hook in in the ruling as well. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't believe the ruling. So in the ruling, they the first response back um, was, "Oh, we're using anonymization for Google <laughs> Analytics." And I'm reading it and I'm going, this just shows the disconnect between legal teams and tech because any developer reading this, so imagine that you're using a JavaScript file like Google Analytics, mm -hmm. you enable anonymize IP, that anonymizes it on the client, but what happens when you send a HTTP request to Google? All the developers in the room yeah. will say, oh yeah, you get the IP address as part of the HTTP request. So yeah, that's how the internet works. You get user agent and IP address. But people thought that they were safe by using Google's anonymize IP feature. But that's yeah. only on the client. Google still sees the real IP address. And Google's defense was just an absolute joke. Oh, they blogged about it on the, on the oh, blog. Oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, they've got nothing they can really say. And, and Max Schrems did a kind of <laughs> evaluation of their response. And it's, it's pretty much a bunch of fluff. And uh, yeah, it, it's an absolute mess. <laughs> So this, I guess, I don't think we covered this, but this doesn't just affect you if you're in Austria or if you're a, a European company. Yeah, that's right. Basically, yeah, that's right. It sounds like we set this up. Yeah, that's right, Paul. Let me tell you about this. It's, it's, well, so this whole, it's funny, right? Because like, we didn't know that this was going to happen. Like, we didn't have any inside knowledge that oh, there no. was going to be this ruling. But we could see the writing on the wall with the Schrems 2 ruling. Yes, we could yes. see that this was the next logical step because it was set up to be the next logical step. So it, it boggles my mind that we're the only analytics provider who was who came up with the EU isolation for this because it's like... I don't, I don't know. Like, it does seem like we're teeing us up to be like, oh, well, this happened. You should look at Fathom. It's like, well, <laughs> but like, we could see that this was going to happen. We didn't know it was going yes. to happen on the 13th of January, but... That's exactly how I feel <laughs> about the whole thing. Yeah. So if you're basically processing EU data subject data, uh, your subject, this is, this is relevant to you. Mm. You don't need to be a European company for this to be relevant to you. The Austrian DPA effectively, like Max Schrems said something about, and this shows how little we're involved in this. Max Schrems said something about like a task force working together with this kind of stuff, mm. which is where different DPAs from the EU in different countries come together. So what's happened with this ruling is now the Dutch DPA has added some kind of notice to their website, and I included this in the article. But they're now saying about Google Analytics might be banned or something like that. Hmm. So we're going to see a knock-on effect, and it's just absolutely staggering. And I'm, like, I'm so glad that we actually paid attention to Schrems too. Yeah. So I guess another question would be like, ah, oh, well, I have a consent banner on my website for cookies. Why don't I just use that? Like, why don't I just get um, consent to process my Google Analytics data? Yeah, and this is something that I, I've struggled to understand, right? So there's something, so there's consent and there's explicit consent. Mm -hmm. Consent isn't enough, right? Consent you can't use, your cookie banner is useless. Um, but then there's something called explicit consent. And it's it's like it's effectively freely given, specific, informed, and there's uh, it's very very clear about what this consent means. So, for example, imagine that I'm using a US provider, and I basically list out the risks of us transferring the data to the US, and I explicitly ask for consent. It's not buried in my privacy policy or my terms. It's just right here. Mm -hmm. uh, explicit consent. You'd think that can be used. Well, it, like this is where I say I don't understand. So, what I'm seeing and what our privacy officer is saying is that. 
explicit consent cannot be used for continuous processing. Well, because every time a page view happens, there that gets shown in analytics. So it happens every time you e- load a page. Exemption, exceptional circumstances, I yes. think, is what I was trying okay, to say. Okay, okay. Um, but it, it doesn't sound like it, anyone's convinced that it can be used for Google Analytics. In my mind, I think I go to think I'm like, oh yeah, they can surely just throw up a cookie banner every single page load. Surely that would then be enough. But Re doesn't seem to think so. And it's not just Re. Their privacy professionals are chiming in on this. And then I read the, uh, I forget whose guidance it was. I think it was the EDPB's guidance, the European Data Protection Board's guidance. And they they kind of talked around explicit consent as not really being something to look at. So yeah, for folks thinking, oh, I'll just put up a cookie banner or something, it doesn't sound like that's going to be enough because that's consent is consent is a lawful basis to process data, right? But in addition to the lawful data um, basis to process data, you have to have a legal tra- uh, me- uh, transfer mechanism. And previously, we had the EU US Privacy Shield, right, which we can transfer it lawfully. Now we don't have that, and so we had these new standard contractual clauses, the SCCs. And when they came out, I remember speaking to Re, and I said, "These don't do anything. I, I can you can add these to a contract, but it doesn't stop the U.S. government from legally um, surveilling." And she's like, "Well, you know, like, yeah, yeah, you can't put something in a contract that's illegal to make it legal." And then the Austrian DPA comes out and literally says that that's not done anything. Yeah. And I, I just I was sat there and I was like, "Yes," because this is exactly what I was I was so confused about this. Everyone's like, "Oh, new SCCs, new SCCs," and there people asking us about new SCCs as well. I'm thinking the new SCCs are bullshit. It's like it's like our company having an agreement that we will ne- we will always like I don't know, never pay back a loan or something, right? <laughs> and then I say to someone, "Oh yeah, you know what? I'll I'll put that I'll pay back a loan for sure." Like we, <laughs> it's not exactly the same obviously, but just yeah. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. All right, so then, so I guess where does it where does this leave us? I I, I guess one is probably don't use Google Analytics. Yeah, otherwise you run a huge risk. Well, any U.S. analytics company, you're yeah. now running a risk. In terms of where it leaves us in the greater scheme of things, and mm-hmm. people that are clued up will know that this has huge implications for just every single website. Uh, in terms of what we're doing, we're going to be working with other privacy-first companies that actually understand this stuff, and we're going to be working to effectively lobby the U.S. government. And by lobby, I mean, you call it campaign, you call it whatever you want, but the U.S. government needs to reform their foreign surveillance laws mm-hmm. because they're putting U.S. businesses and just any business. I mean, we all want to use Amazon Web Services and DigitalOcean. We all want that. Well, it creates a divide in the internet where there's like going to have to be an American internet and a rest of the world internet. And that's what Max Schrems said. seems yeah. stupid. Yeah, and that would be a disaster. That's not the way forward. So all we can do is we can help lobby and raise awareness about this so we don't end up... Because what's going to happen if the enforcement continues in the EU and we suddenly have DPAs all over the EU that are enforcing this and there's precedent all set everywhere, that's not good for anyone. No. So it would be much better if the US government would just change their laws. And so we're going to work with people that have experience lobbying um, and we're going to try and do something about this because we don't think it's good for the internet. We no. really don't. That's Ooh. what we are, Paul. Yeah. It's, it's a lot. And I know it is overwhelming. And, you know, we were overwhelmed when we first learned about Shrems 2. Do you not remember? And we're yeah. using Amazon Web Services. I mean, we still have Amazon Web Services for our dashboard. I'm not going to talk all about this, but yeah. we still have a bunch of stuff which we have to look at. And yeah, I mean, everybody, like, I can't see how a, a software company on the internet doesn't. I think 
thinking about this is is very important. Um, do you updating your analytics to something like Fathom is obviously important. <laughs> I mean, you could also self-host and create your own um, intelligent routing like we have that processes yeah. EU visitors in one place and then all other visitors in another. Like you can definitely do this yourself. It's obviously a lot of work. Yeah. They, and, you know, I added a note about this, I think, but it's funny because you then you do that. The, the leading e the leading self hosted options all violate the e privacy directive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really know what like I know we suggest that in the article, but then I think okay, well, what would you use? And you go to the top self hosted options, um, and <laughs> like I look at the code and it violates the e privacy directive. Yeah, and if the they e-pri- do things like device widths, like yeah, something exactly. as innocuous yeah. as that, it's violating e privacy. Yeah. Exactly. And then so the e-privacy is obviously a directive implemented case by case in member states. But uh, from talking with Re, my understanding is that the next move is for it to become a regulation. Yeah. And um, they're working on that, I think. Re is more involved in this than I am. I'm not too sure. But yeah, so I've looked at them and I just, so like, it just seems, it seems odd for us to be like, this is a problem. And the only solution is Fathom. I like, I don't like that in an article. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to mention self-hosted, but in truthfulness and being fully transparent, I don't know a self-hosted option that doesn't violate the e-privacy directive. Yeah. Which, uh, I which mean, it's hard intense. because like, this is the part that it, I agree. This is a perfect setup for just, just use Fathom, <laughs> yeah. but like to be objective, it still is the answer. We right? don't sound like, objective if we just we say don't. that, do we? So it's we don't. Hard. So I think the main thing is for people to check out illegal.analyticscanner.com if they're if they don't use Fathom and they aren't sure about their analytics cuz I don't I don't want anybody else to have to be have to have a ruling against them and have to deal with that kind of stuff. Oh, hell no. Yeah. It, reading that ruling made me think back to my childhood and I did want to I wanted to go into law at some point. And yeah, I mean, working with you, it seems like you probably, for the last bunch of years, it seems like you probably would have done well with that. It, so. It's so analytical and just interpretations mm-hmm. and specifics. Even the e-privacy directive, when we had to work with that and we had to, the ICO came out with their ruling and we had to think, okay, well, what does the law say? What do we need to do? And we had to modify a bunch of things and we've had to say no to a few things. Yeah, And people ask us for feature requests. We'll always put privacy law first because there's no feature that's worth adding privacy risk and mm-hmm. our competitors do it and it's not something we're willing to do no i mean i think i think the, the point is that we want our customers even if they don't fully understand this to just know that we've got their back yes like exactly. we're not guessing at things you're a developer i'm a designer writer whatever <laughs> like we that's why we have a legal team to verify the things that we assume to ensure that they're correct to ensure that there's compliance we don't just we're not just sitting there guessing because we could guess wrong and then all of our customers would be on the hook, yeah, which, I don't, which, isn't, which won't happen because we, we do our due diligence there. We guess and then we say, we go to the lawyers and re and say, what do you think about this? And they say, da-da-da, da-da-da-da-da-da. And then exactly. we go, oh, okay. And then we get to learn about things. And, yeah. You know, even hearing me talk about explicit consent, I don't know everything. I yeah. mean, that's why we have lawyers and professionals. Yeah, a spur of the moment episode and we had to get this out and uh, sorry if it seems all doom and gloom, you know, do what you can is pretty much what we, yeah, actually, yeah, do, this isn't legal advice because I don't want to, do what you can is our opinion on the matter and that's what we're going to do Mm -hmm. because that's all you can, it feels like that's all you can do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we have a blog post about this on our website. We have the scanner now. 
Pardon? Yeah, degoogling. Well, we've got the article um, about this topic. Your website analytics are breaking the law on the mm-hmm. Fathom Analytics yep. blog. So, yeah, hopefully all of this information was useful to everybody listening. And yeah, thanks so everyone's, much. Everyone's just going to be stressed, <laughs> probably sweating and stressed. Oh, God. Uh, all right. Well, yeah, we'll we'll talk to everybody, I guess, probably next week. Well, I think I'm mm-hmm. still going to release the normal episode next yes. Monday. So, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs>